0: This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agrabo here with Christina Stoinova, Graham Williams. We've got a great program for you today. Later on in the show, we'll be chatting with a Canadian developer behind the new Transformers Bumblebee app. Fun game for kids and uh, the young at heart. And we'll also be chatting with Shruti Shakar from Mobile Syrup all about... Uh, Netflix and their new interactive show, Bandersnatch, from Black Mirror. Cool. Yes. Have you tried that yet? I've not, no. No? No. Because you have an Apple TV,
1: No, here's the thing. I have a Vizio TV as well, and a PlayStation 4. Okay, so you can do it. So I could do any of this, but I've been busy watching Doctor Who, so... Good on you. Anyway, Banner Snatch, a a really uh,
0: big attempt by Netflix to get into the whole interactive choose-your-own-adventure TV genre. We'll be uh, chatting all about that. Let's talk about some of the news uh, in the app world uh, this week. This was uh, kind of an interesting one. Millions of people got their first uh, intelligent or smart home speaker, Uh, many of them the Amazon Echo speaker. Well, there was a fake app in the Apple App Store that... uh, was, uh, I think it was called Setup for Amazon Alexa, and it actually rose to number 60 in the App Store's top free section, and number six in the utilities category. And it was fake. It was basically asking you for all the different uh, you know, IP addresses and uh, serial numbers of your different uh, devices in your home. Uh, they've tested it. They don't know if there was anything really nefarious beyond that. They said it was most likely to try to keep you on the app to serve you up more ads. Yeah. But it's kind of scary that this got through Apple's App Store
1: Well, I mean, there's, security. Nothing, there's nothing inherently wrong with what it's doing, right? So that's probably why it didn't flag anything um, automatic, because Apple has a number of safeguards here where if it's asking for things like uh, your phone number, your password, it'll, it'll stop that from happening. All it was doing here was asking for uh, your IP address, which, you know, the app can typically see Anyway, so this really is just a time waster app that was designed to, you know, again, grab your eyeballs, um, and that's kind of why it wouldn't have flagged it. Uh, The challenge here, though, is that we have tons of apps that do connect to other services, so things like the Echo Dot and whatnot, um, which it is challenging to see if these things are illegitimate until users report them. It's true. Anyway, it's been taken off. But you got to be careful with these things. You do. But how do how do people know? Like so, Apple is so good at safeguarding yes. against this kind of crap. Well, so so what you need to do is when you're looking at your apps to download them uh, in the App Store, you'll see just below where the app name is, you'll see the developer, right? So, for example, in an Apple app, um, you will see by Apple. An um, Amazon app by Amazon. By Amazon. In this case, it was by I think One World Solutions, something like that. That's and your
0: red flag right th- there. Right there. So. So, guys, uh, another New Year's has gone by. Another year without Uber or Lyft.
1: Oh, my heavens. In British Columbia. Yep. Oh, my God. Will it... Never end. Uh, so I'm a ticking time bomb of rage about this, right? Are now. you? <laughs> yeah,
2: you're not ticking. You are just a bomb. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm table flipping <laughs> angry. Uh, the three of us were actually out at our staff party uh, in mid-December. Yes, and uh, it, it, it took me, uh, Dog's HD, to get a cab from East Van uh, to Gastown which is probably about a 10-minute ride. Yeah. Not a big deal. Um, I booked a cab through uh, both the <laughs> cab app and the yellow cab app. Oh, um, we're both laughing right you, now. You your first it. mistake. And you booked <laughs> one. Well, because I tried calling, and they were busy. Yeah. Um, so you so, booked, and that worked? Uh, no. Oh. They did not show up. They did not show up. So, I, did not so show up. I, why would they let you book it if they're not going to show well, up? And I, and
2: here's the this thing. has happened to me on a number of occasions, yes.
1: It, it said it arrived uh, and then thanked me for my ride five minutes later. And I was actually standing out in front of the house so congratulations like they came by so I booked an Evo to get down there and when I was on my way back um, after after the party same thing I booked a cab with both apps I tried flagging cabs down with lights on they drove straight past I am so tired of the Vancouver taxi so industry. it didn't
0: get any better at New Year's I, you know what really pissed me off mm. like having the president of the taxi association telling everyone that they've got so many more cabs on the air but you know I forget who was interviewing uh, him from here, from CKNW. Uh, they're asking, well, how many more cabs? And he just said lots more cabs. He couldn't give a specific number. Really? Really? You can't give a specific number? Yeah.
1: it's it's. Anyway, ab- there wasn't enough. It's absolute nonsense.
2: Taxis are actually a large part of the reason why I stay home on New Year's, everyone. Because (laughs) if I'm wearing a pair of high heels and some thin little stockings and a dress, I am not walking. You're not alone in that.
1: If I'm wearing a pair of high heels and thin (laughs) stockings and a dress, I'm also not walking.
2: And if I can't get a taxi, then that means I'm staying home.
1: That's
0: fair. Well, it was interesting here in New Year's Eve... uh, in Vancouver, anyway, uh, some people are using a unlicensed Uber-type app. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Udi Kuachi or Kuachi Gazentai? Yes, <laughs> I'd never heard of this, but uh, apparently, I think it's
2: just Udi for short. We'll yeah. call
0: it Udi. Udi Kuachi. <laughs> I just want to. I want to be able to pronounce that. Anyway, uh, you know, we've seen a number of these uh, kind of unlicensed and illegal apps, and it just shows you again the need for more options. On getting people
1: around, getting them home safely. Yeah, we're so sick and tired of it. I mean, there's great new legislation here that's going to prevent people from drinking and driving. The problem is now we haven't actually filled oh, in so that gap. Good. Oh, they're so good at getting that done quickly. Right. Yes. So, I mean, you know, we've been told that it's going to be December. Uh, I would call upon the city and the province to actually accelerate that schedule. Um, we we need this now. Um, we're obviously, we're seeing unlicensed people, we're seeing the taxi industry complain that people aren't insured properly, then let's address their complaints directly and get this done right now. I'm tired, I'm sick, and I want to actually be able to catch a ride, and taxi industry, you're not doing it for me.
2: On that note, though, it sh- we should point out that uh, these cars are not insured to the full extent that they should be, and so you are taking a risk if oh, you are yes. taking There's one no, of these unlicensed no ride-sharing Services.
0: Uh, Quickly here, before uh, the break, uh, there's a bunch of popular Android apps that overshare info to Facebook. I'm shocked. Yes. Uh, So some of these apps, we're going to list them. Uh, Kayak. Uh, sends Facebook information about people's flight searches, including their departure city, date, and airport, as well as where they plan to go, how long they like to stay, and how many people they're traveling with. It also shares information about the type of ticket someone is searching for. Other popular apps that study uh, the study has uh, determined uh, that sends more data to Facebook includes MyFitnessPal, Duolingo, Skyscanner, Tripadvisor, Spotify, Yelp, Shazam, and Indeed.
2: And I use every single one of these with the exception of Yelp.
1: Now, here's the thing. You're on iOS, so this actually doesn't affect you.
2: It doesn't affect me, but I'm just saying those are some really common popular apps that...
3: A lot the of majority Android users.
2: Of users, I would say, have at least one of these Android, on their phone.
1: Android users out there, are you are you happy with this? Are you okay with this? I, th- I think somebody's really got to stand up. Maybe it's us. We've got to stand up and say, "Hey, Facebook! Hey, all of you app developers! We're really disappointed in you." Now, is anybody going to stop using Spotify because they're leaking their stuff to Facebook? Probably not, but should you be upset about it? I think so. So uh, a recent Privacy International
0: study found that 42.55% of the free apps in the Google Play Store could share data with Facebook. And according to the study, 61% of the apps the group tested automatically transferred data to Facebook the moment the user opened the app, whether the uh, user, that person, had a Facebook account or if they've logged into that account
1: on the device. Yikes. I think we need some regulation here. I'm going to be that guy again. We need, honestly, we we need that taken care of. Privacy Commissioner, I'm looking at you. Are you ready for interactive TV? Have you got Netflix? We're going to talk about the new Bandersnatch TV program, uh, one of the Black
0: Mirror... Series uh, shows that let you choose your own ending. When we come back from the break, it's Shruti Shakar from Mobile Syrup. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this, you are back with the App Show. Mike Egerbo here in studio. Well, one of the coolest things that has come out uh, over the past couple of weeks is a, a great little interactive movie from Netflix, part of their Black Mirror series. It's called Bandersnatch, and uh, this allows you to actually choose kind of your own adventure, kind of like the books we had when we were, uh, we were kids. But in this case here, you choose your own uh, choices uh, throughout this series, and uh, there's basically five different endings. On the line, we've got our tech expert, Shruti Shikar from Mobile Syrup. Thanks for joining us, Shruti.
4: Thanks a lot for having me, Mike.
0: Uh, so what did you think of this, uh, of this series? Uh, again, you've got to have uh, Netflix, uh, and it can't be on an Apple TV or a Chromecast, but other than that, you basically use your remote control to make choices for the character. Uh, thoughts?
4: Yeah, you know what, I have so many thoughts, and I don't even know where to begin. Um, I'm, to be very honest, I'm not a huge fan of the movie, um, but I'm going to give you some pros and cons of, of the entirety of the movie. First of all, let's start with the idea of what you said. Um, it brought you back to your childhood. It literally brought me back to my childhood. Do you remember um, R.L. Stein's Goosebumps, Choose Your Own Adventure, and you had to like pick the adventures, and then you ended up either killing yourself or your family member. <laughs> it was so <laughs> gruesome for a kid back in the day. This literally reminded me of that, and I was so excited about it. Um, actually, funny enough, I didn't even watch the trailer for the movie. I just kind of went into it without any idea. All I knew was that it had to do with video games, and that really intrigued me because I'm kind of nerdy that way. I really like these kind of movies, but I'm really disappointed. I'm entirely disappointed with this entire experience.
0: <laughs> really, it's yeah, it's interesting because uh, I went in without looking at the trailer or anything. I knew it was going to be interactive. Um, I thought the experience was interesting. Uh, the overall story, I you know, it just didn't really capture me. I, I just didn't feel it. Kind of went anywhere, uh, but uh, you know. It was interesting. I, I, I hope if they do this again, uh they can make a better movie essentially.
4: Um, yeah, I agree. I think um, the user experience in itself is actually so unique and different. I think this is a very interesting way in how Netflix has designed a movie for users to be um, interactive. It, it really goes beyond the idea of, you know that screen that when you watch a show for so long, it, Netflix asks, are you still watching the show? <laughs> in this sense, like you're basically going to have to pay attention the whole time and actually click on uh, the different options that are given to you but my problem with this user interactive or this this new type of thing is that you know it starts off with mundane options like you can choose which cereal you want and then it goes to the extreme of whether you want to kill somebody or whether you want to you know screw up your computer it's just there's so many extremes in this movie where I'm almost wondering are there too many options do you think that there's too many options I did a little digging I actually so I'm going to be honest I actually didn't Finish the movie because I just got so fed up and irritated with it, and like I just like couldn't I couldn't deal with the idea of of you know trying to please this gaming reviewer. As you know, there's a reviewer in the movie, and every single time you reach to him, he either says your game is equivalent to zero points or it's like six like two points. And every single time, I'm I just want to like hit him because I'm like, dude, I just want to get a five out of five rating for my video game that I'm creating, but. But, anyways, I, I digress. The, the The thing that I'm having flaw, flaw, flaw with, sorry, excuse me, um, is is that it's never ending, and it can get a user to feel very irritated at times. And I just want to kind of get to the end and know what's going to happen, which kind of defeats the purpose of a Black Mirror movie. I mean. I'm sorry, uh, Black Mirror show. All All the seasons, I loved every single season. I loved every single episode. But there's always an ending. And in this version, it seems to take forever for an ending to take place. And listen, I'm Indian. I'm Indian, okay? I'm I was grown up watching Bollywood movies like I should be ready for these move this movie this literally this took so long I gave up on it it was so disappointing <laughs> like I don't even know but I so I um actually took I, I went online to see um some spoilers and the full runtime of the entire movie like all the variations and everything it's about five hours wow. so it's yeah, like it's a, it's a really, really long movie with all the different scenarios, all the different variations that are available. I don't know if it can sit that long. And apparently, if you want to just run through, not make any choices, let's say you let Netflix make the choices for you. There are times where Netflix will make the wrong option just so that you have to go back, which is <laughs> hilarious to me. I just like I'm like, I don't want to deal with this. So, I mean definitely interesting experience. Maybe it would be better if there was less options. Maybe it would be better if it was a different story plot. I don't know. I mean, this is also catering to a very niche audience, right? Like, how many people like video games? I mean, yeah, there's a, a large audience. How many people like sci-fi? Yeah, there's a large audience, but combine that together, is that enough of an audience to really cater to with this kind of video movie experience? I don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You brought up a few excellent points there. I mean, this, this, uh, this show was basically about uh, this kid back in the 80s uh, that's developing a mm-hmm. uh, video game. So there's a sci-fi aspect, uh, you know, there's a whole video gaming aspect. So, yeah, that's going to cater definitely to a certain audience. Uh, but, you know, are they going to make a show or a movie that is kind of more mainstream, that would appeal to a wider audience? And, you know, can they afford to do these? Like you said, there's five hours There's five hours of all the different (laughs) endings and paths to go. I mean, this could get super expensive to make these kinds of shows.
4: I 100% agree. And I also, in the process of watching this movie and trying to figure out the different variations, in my head I was thinking, how much longer did it take them to film this? Like, the different scenes, the different (laughs) scenarios. Like, I just, I can't imagine how much time it took. And this is the part where I want to give the the producers and everyone kudos you know the fact that they spent all this money to have these different variations the actors did an incredible job i mean the main actor if i'm not mistaken he was in dunkirk i forget his name right now it's all it's skipping my mind right now but i mean he's already an incredible actor and all the other actors are so great and and you know, play their part really well, even in the different endings and the different scenarios. And you really do feel like you're part of the show, which is actually the best part of this entire experience. The fact that you feel like you're... You know in the past when you watch a show, you feel like you're in the show? No, no this time around, you actually are part of the show, which is the coolest part in my, in my opinion.
0: Well, it was interesting for me because, uh, I was actually amazed at how seamless, uh, the changes were. So, you know, it comes up on different, uh, forks, you know, basically you have a choice to do this or that. And when you made that choice, it was seamless. There was no stutter or like sudden, you know, Mm -hmm. scene change. It just kind of kept playing. And I, I thought that was, that was pretty amazing. But uh, like you said, I wish the show was better.
4: (laughs) Yeah, and I, it's, I, I, I'm not gonna say like it's 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 a terrible idea. I think Netflix really is taking viewer experience and streaming experience to an incredibly whole other level. Like, can you imagine the possibilities that we can have now? You know, with this type of setting, so many creators are going to create movies, TV shows with this type of experience, letting the user have the opportunity to pick their ending. And that, I think, is so awesome. But I think there needs to be a lot more experimentation, a lot more um, seamlessness, and figuring out what's the right, you know, genre and footage. And I think Black Mirror, I think Black Mirror really did nail it for the first time around. You know, everyone has to kind of get into this scope and try something new and then fail. I'm not saying that... You know, Black Mirror entirely failed because it's an incredible first time, but I think that there's opportunity to to grow and an opportunity to come up with different ideas.
0: We're talking with Shruti Shakar from Mobile SERP all about the new Banner Snatch Black Mirror episode on Netflix. Uh, If you haven't checked it out yet, definitely go and uh, and watch and uh, I guess participate. Thanks for joining us, Shruti. (laughs)
4: Thanks for having me, Mike.
0: When we come back from the break, we still have a lot more to talk about on the show. We've got our Hot 5 app countdown, and we'll also be talking with uh, a Canadian developer of a new Transformer game app. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network back after this. You're back with the App Show. Mike Graham and Christina here. Before we get to our Hot 5 app countdown,
1: Graham you have a Facebook tip of the week for us. What do you got? I do indeed. Uh, If you have been using Facebook across a number of different devices, you're actually logged in in each of these places. And so what that's called is your active sessions. Now, you can be logged into your phone, you can be logged into your tablet, logged into your computer. um, And in all of these places, you'll be able to see where you're logged in. If you actually go to your settings and under privacy, check active sessions. Now, why is this handy? Well, if you're out, like some people out there and you've logged in at a public library or if you've gone to, say, for example, an Apple store or a Best Buy and logged in there, if you leave yourself logged in, that can be a real pain in the neck. But what you can do with this particular interface is be able to log yourself out. So if you go to your active sessions and you see uh, that you're logged in a place where you don't want to be, you can actually log out. And you know, best thing to do at that point is One thing, change your password, and two, turn on two-factor authentication to be a little bit safer. So that's your Facebook tip of the week. Look for active sessions to see if they're actually you. The weekly app, Hot 5. It's that time where we do the Hot 5 app countdown. This week, it's the Hot 5
0: Facebook Messenger Alternatives. If you're sick and tired of Facebook, these might be some messaging uh, apps that you would want to have
1: a look at. So we're going to start off with uh, number 5. It's Go Brief. So Go Brief is actually a very handy little app. It's great for business users uh, as well as for home users, but it's a little bit like a chat app where you create an account and you can invite people to different channels. Uh, You can chat one-on-one with them through direct messaging. You can also create group chats. Uh, You can share photos and uh, you can share audio clips. And it's a great way to be able to keep all of your communication in one place that is completely disconnected from Facebook Messenger. Number four, we have Telegram.
0: This is a cloud-based instant messaging and voice over IP service uh, developed by Telegram Messenger, uh, actually founded by a Russian, Pavel Durov. So I think I pronounced that right. Nicely done. Uh, it can uh, send messages, exchange photos, videos, stickers, audio, and files of any kind. It's got over 200 million monthly active users, uh, which uh, I find amazing because I've never heard of this <laughs> before. Uh, but a lot of people use it and a lot of people like it. It uh, can do end-to-end encryption for voice calls, so the security is good there. And they have uh, an optional uh, secret chat mode as well, which uh, allows you to have end-to-end encrypted uh, chats between two online users, not for groups or channels yet, but just two individual users. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of cool. We're talking about the uh, Hot 5 Facebook Messenger alternative apps this week here on the App Show. Number three, we have Slack. Christina?
2: Slack is a messaging app that a lot of companies are using these days, actually. It allows you to create channels for different projects or uh, just different types of conversations you might have at work. And you can do everything from send GIFs to each other to uh, messaging to uploading files and, of course, downloading them as well.
0: We use this actually at our work and it is freaking amazing. It's it's,
2: fantastic. It has really cut down on the email clutter where as before we'd be sending each other one line emails to have that trail. (laughs) Yeah. We can now do most of that in Slack alleviating that email traffic.
0: Yeah. I, I try to explain it to people that don't. Know what it is. And it's kind of like instant messaging meets email, but way better mm-hmm. and yes. much more organized. So, you like I said, set up all these separate channels. So, for all the different projects that we have going on at our work, they have a separate channel. We also have a separate channel for, uh, you know, out of office, for, you know, the social committee, that kind of thing. And everything to do with those topics go right in those channels. You get notifications uh, if you're part of those channels, and you can just go in there and just do quick messages back and forth. And you can share things like Word files or Videos or just basically everything, and it just keeps it all contained there and organized. Graham, you're the one that introduced it into (laughs) our company, and And when he did, you
2: did not like it. Well, I got
0: so much crap. You know, I've got like 20 million apps I'm using, right? So, do I want another messaging app? You know what I mean? Like, I've got WhatsApp, I got Facebook Messenger, I got email, I'm forgetting a whole bunch.
1: And so I thought, do I need another one? But this one really changed the way we work. I think it really cut down on the amount of email that we use, which I think was one of the most time-consuming things. It also made communication a lot easier because it lowered the stakes a little bit. To send an email, it's, it's, kind of, it's an important thing. You get an email, and I've, it's, I've got to pay attention. Whereas Slack is far more conversational. I agree. Number
0: two, we're talking about the Hot 5 Facebook Messenger alternative apps on the countdown this week. Number two is a Viber.
2: Viber is actually a great little app that I use on a weekly basis to talk to my grandma in Bulgaria. This is actually... It's the
0: number one messaging app in Bulgaria.
2: (laughs) Actually, it is very popular in Europe. It has over one billion users on Viber. So if you haven't heard of it, then you're behind the times. I've
1: vaguely heard of it. One billion users. That's right. Are you kidding me?
2: Worldwide.
1: I think you're actually supposed to say one billion users, right? Like it's got to be a survey. Yes. Thanks, Graham. (laughs) So why, why do you think it's so popular?
2: It allows you to chat and place calls over Wi-Fi, so um, just over your Wi-Fi connection, and it's secure end-to-end, so even those video calls are, are secured.
0: Very cool. Yeah. The number one... Facebook Messenger
1: alternative app this week on our Hot 5 app countdown is Signal. I love Signal. Signal is actually my favorite private messaging app. It is the most secure. Uh, they do use open source cryptography, so you have that end-to-end encryption. Uh, it has verified senders, so you can actually, when you meet someone in person, you want to make sure that you're talking to them. You can use a QR code to make sure that your conversation actually is with them. Uh, there is no centralized database for this, um, so it actually hashes telephone numbers uh, so that what you can compare it on online to see if somebody else is on signal but they don't keep a record of it uh this is the most secure app that most normal people can use uh for communicating with each other uh, you can transmit pictures you can transmit files uh there's no video chat on this but there is audio calling uh and it does do cool things like emojis so signal is my favorite communication app that isn't facebook messenger
0: that was the hot five facebook messenger alternative app countdown this week christina I, you put this one together this hot five List.
2: i did not this was Graham.
0: oh Graham.
1: <laughs> uh whatsapp not on there because it's owned by facebook so you just thought yep yep yeah. to be honest i'm, I'm want to get at, out of the facebook universe we're, we're seeing all of this data being linked to facebook we're seeing all of this stuff building our facebook profile and i think it's time for us as users to push back and say no more let's find a way around it that's what you're thinking that's what i'm thinking We still have a lot to talk about here on the App Show. When we come back from the break, really cool
0: conversation with a Canadian developer uh, that has developed the latest uh, Transformer movie app. Uh, it's a game for kids and uh, the young at heart. And they've got a whole bunch of other uh, really popular franchises uh, as well, like Thomas the Tank and Barbie. It's kind of cool, like a, a real cool Canadian success story. So we'll find out uh, how they made it and uh, you know, maybe some tips and tricks for uh, budding developers out there as well. You're saying there's more than meets the eyes of this? Yeah, I saw what you did there. Yeah, You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network, back shortly after this. You are back with the app show. Mike Agarbo here in studio. Well, uh, if uh, you've been following films here in December, big one out there would be the Transformers Bumblebee movie. Well, there's an app for that as well on the line. uh, we've uh, got the developers of the Bumblebee Transformers uh, app. Uh, We've got Michael Elman. He is uh, the co-CEO and co-founder of Budge studios uh, out in Montreal. Thanks for joining us, Michael. Thanks for having me. Uh, Before we get into uh, the the Transformers app, tell us a little bit about uh, Budge Studios, uh, how you guys started.
3: Well, we started in 2010 and it was right around the time when the iPad was was coming out. So we just had the idea that this device was probably going to be a pretty big deal uh, for families looking to, to, to have some interactive experiences. In a way that, that didn't exist before that, uh, certainly for the younger kids out there, uh, that, you know, consoles and PC games weren't, weren't, they weren't really able to use those sorts of things. So we figured the iPad would be a big deal, um, because it's so easy to use. And, uh, I think we, we bet on the right horse, uh, in 2010 because obviously, uh, you know, mobile gaming and, and especially kids its apps has really exploded in the last uh, eight or nine years.
0: Well, if you look at some of the brands uh, that you guys uh, work with, it's really quite amazing, uh, you know, for uh, a Canadian uh, app developer. I mean, it's everything from uh, Garfield and Caillou, the Smurfs. uh, You know, we'll talk about the Transformers here shortly, Barbie, Thomas and Friends. Uh, How did you get all these brands to work with you? It's amazing.
3: Well, uh, you know, at the beginning, there weren't, there really wasn't any apps out there for for kids in in, in the space, so we just um, started to approach some of these companies. Um, we did some de- we did a demo for Nickelodeon for Dora the Explorer that that they w- were really into. Uh, in our previous lives, we were we were making uh, audio for for video games, so we were a bit keyed into the to the industry and were able to get in touch and and show some demos, got them excited. And once you, once you have one big license and you do a pretty good job with it, uh, others, others are quick to follow just because they, they start to trust that you know how to take a brand and, and stay true to it.
0: Let's talk about the, uh, the Transformers, uh, app, uh, that you guys have, uh, come out, uh, with, uh, for the Transformers, uh, Bumblebee movie. Uh, tell us what the app's all about and, uh, what you can do.
3: Absolutely. Uh, well, the, the movie which comes out today uh, in North America is takes place in the eighties. So this this game is not is not the storyline of the movie, but we wanted to make a game that was a bit of a throwback to an eighties vibe. So it's sort of like an arcade game. It's got a bit of an arcade look of the eighties, um, but it's got the controls of a of a mobile device. So it's a top down. Lane changing when you are in vehicle form, but then when you go into bot form as Bumblebee or other characters, then it becomes a bit of a blaster game where you're going through levels and there's a little bit of puzzles to figure out to get through those levels. And then you transform back into uh, a vehicle and then you're weaving through all sorts of crazy traffic.
0: We're talking uh, with our friend Michael Ellman from Budge Studios, uh, an app development company out of uh, Montreal. What kind of advice would you give uh, other app developers uh, out there in, in Canada? You know, it's obviously a very competitive space. There's, you know, gazillions of apps now. You know, how do, how how would they get into it and, and stand out?
3: Well, they you nailed it as far as the standing out part, because there's so many apps out there. So you need some reason to believe that people will find your app, no matter how great it is. You know, a lot of people say, I have this great idea. Uh, I have not seen a game like this before. And that, that's a good start. But if you don't have a, a way to, to market the app, then it's it's just not going to work. In our case, of course, we're we're working with big licenses, uh, and that's something that people will we'll search for organically. Um, or if you happen to, for whatever reason, have a marketing budget where you can do a lot of advertising. But if you don't have something like that, some sort of special reason why people are going to search for your product or find out about it, it's going to be very hard to compete.
0: What's the future for Budge Studios?
3: Well, with the launch of this game, uh, we've really started to expand the types of apps that that we made. Like I mentioned, when we started, we were doing stuff for, for younger kids, and we continue to do stuff for younger kids. And we, we want to make stuff for the whole family. So with, with the Bumblebee app, it's really something that, you know, an 8-year-old or an 18-year-old or a 48-year-old can, can enjoy because it's really easy to pick up and play. So what's Next for Budge is to continue to make hopefully our best apps yet and trying to reach, um, you know, as many people as we can within, within the family and expand our demographic as well.
0: We've been talking with Michael Ellman. He is one of the co-founders and co-CEO of Budge Studios uh, over in Montreal and uh, all about the new Transformers Bumblebee Overdrive game app available for iOS, iPhones, and uh, iPads. Michael, thank you so much for joining us today.
3: Oh, well, it's been uh, wonderful speaking with you.
0: And good luck with everything.
3: Thank you. We'll talk again soon.
0: We come back from the break. More apps to talk about here on the App Show. Stay tuned. We're back with the app show. We still got uh, a bunch more apps to talk about, including our travel app of the week, even maybe a game app too. But before we uh, get there, let's find out uh, a little bit
1: uh, about our iPhone.
4: iPhone tip of the week unleash the power of your iOS
1: device. What do we got, Graham? So uh, you've got a fairly decent data plan, right? 10 gigs. 10 gigs. So if you've ever been out there and you've, you've been listening to Spotify or you've been making, uh, making a phone call on Wi Fi and you found that your Wi Fi is a little sketchy, Yes. Yeah. Um, this can happen, right? And when that happens, you end up with a sort of like back and forth where your phone, can't really figure out what to do. Because it's trying to connect to the Wi-Fi, but it's not good enough. So there's a cool feature called Wi-Fi Assist. Yes. Now, when this first rolled out, people were a little bit up in arms about it, because what it does is when you have a flaky Wi-Fi signal, it'll try to use Wi-Fi first, but if it can't actually get through on Wi-Fi, it's going to actually fall back to cellular. And it'll use your LTE connection yes. to complete that request. And, you know, when we had smaller data plans, it was a bit more of a problem. People were burning through their data pretty quickly. But now that we've got these big, beautiful data plans, which we're paying through the nose for, but still, uh, you can actually use Wi-Fi Assist to make sure that you have a better connection all of the time. Again, it's still going to try to use Wi-Fi, but if it can't, uh, it will actually fall back on cellular. So that feature is called Wi-Fi Assist. You can find it in your settings. And if you turn that on, you should find that you have a more reliable experience with data on your iPhone in areas where you have flaky Wi-Fi. Thank you, Graham. And uh, Christina, you've got our travel app of the week. I where, do. where
2: are we going? This week, it's Agoda. I'm actually on an Asian kick right now because... Asian? Uh, Yes, you know why? Because this weather is just bringing me down and I'm just dreaming of Thailand right now.
0: Okay, okay, <laughs> and is gonna get you there.
2: Well, Agoda will help you book some of your hotel and other accommodation while you're in countries in Asia. It is very popular in that part of the world and it has everything from hotels to villas to airbn or to bed and breakfasts sorry yeah. right on the app you can book right through and uh, find some great deals on there on over 1.9 million properties
0: really I didn't yeah. that, that's a lot so
2: it's a lot it's is a this very, kind of
0: like an Airbnb competitor
2: um well this focuses on pretty much every type of vacation rental as opposed to just um, the Airbnb setup, where obviously um, it's you're renting from someone's home. This also has hotels and villas and things like that. Agoda. Agoda. How do you yes. spell that? A G O D A.
0: And do you find this is better for certain areas then?
2: That's right. So again, I recommend it, especially in Asian countries. It's very popular in that part of the world. When I've traveled through Thailand and Bali, I have found great luck on this. And they have a lot of great reviews and recommendations on there as well. So you can use it as a tool to plan your travel.
1: A Goda. Let's uh, head over and get a game app of the week. What do we got, Mr. Gramster? This one is actually for iOS and Android. It sells for around $5.49. Uh, Canadian for iOS and Android. It's also available for macOS. It's about 15 and It's called Chuchel. What? Chuchel. How do you spell that? C-H-U-C-H-E-L. Chuchel? It's, yeah, okay. it's, a, it's about uh, a, a little hairy hero. Kind of an animal-ish thing. Chuchul and his rival, Kekul, as they're on their quest to, receive, uh, to retrieve uh, cherries from puzzles and challenges.
2: Sorry,
1: what's It's Kekul. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so uh, if you played the games as or Botanicula, uh, it's from the same developer, and uh, those are really fun games. Uh, yeah. So it's a bit of a comedy adventure. Uh, the soundtrack's done by the band Diva, and so you can uh, rock out while you solve puzzles and have a ton of fun with Chuchul. Chuchul and Kiki? Chuchul and Kekul. Kiko.
2: sorry i missed those names can you give them to me one more time graham
1: <laughs> one more time everybody say it with me choo choo and keekle
0: well we've run out of time here for the app show really appreciate you listening to the program today also encourage you to listen to our sister show here on the course radio network called get connected it's all about uh digital lifestyle smart homes smart tech And it's fun. Uh, We have podcasts. People can listen to us via podcast.
1: We can indeed. So if you want to find us on a podcast, if you miss an episode, you want to go back and hear more, you can find us on iTunes as a podcast. You can find us on Spotify. So we'd love if you'd subscribe and we would love to hear from you. Give us a review on both and let us know what you think. Mike Graham and Christina signing off for the App Show. We'll see
0: you again next time.